Central Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from €100 Euro include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies and open day tickets. Show your supports, visit mystadiumseat.com. Sample Stadium, where every name matters. Welcome to the Premier League Podcast. We're on episode number 70, 72. Today I'm your host, Kevin Ryan from St. Mary's, and I'm joined by Stephen Cronin from Carrick Davins, Enda Tracy from Tumavara, and Colin Purcell from Clamalogue. Right, that's straight into it. Uh, today is Pancake Tuesday, and Tip wore as flat as pancakes <laughs> on Saturday. Enda, your thoughts on the game? Um, very, very reminiscent of the uh, Leash game in Port Leash. Just awful conditions for Harlan. Just there was a massive wind present in Semple. I know it, it seemed on the screen to a lot of people that Tip had a wind advantage in the first half, but it was a very swirling wind in the stadium and just like gave the impression that the flags were going down Tip's direction. But just for any kind of conducive stick passing or any sort of build up play, it was and shooting in particular was just very difficult. The amount of freeze Jason Ford missed. That that's a fair indication of how strong the wind was. Even Donald Burke is a is a top class free taker himself, and he struggled at times. But look, we had what eight changes from the Kilkenny match. Brand new full back line, no championship start between them. Um, Paul Flynn starting. Um, Jamie Callan his first first start of any description since Drum finished uh, club hurling way back in was it August or September. Um, looked. He looked, he looked like a lad who hadn't hurled, hadn't hurled a really competitive match in a long time and it told. Um, he looked very rusty, fumbling the ball all around. He was, any time he was out in front, the first touch wasn't right and more often than not, Owen O'Donnell was out in front and looked a lot sharper, kept him under pressure. Um, but look, there, there was a lot of changes and Dublin, I'd say Dublin were missing, missing two, maybe two championship starters. They had a very strong team out and they seemed to Seem to be targeting the league uh, really well, similar enough to Wexford. I know we'll be coming on to them later, but all in all, like Jason Ford had a chance to win the match at the end. Normally, he'd take those chances nine times out of ten, and you'd be there'd be a different story. It'd be three wins on the bounce going into Watford, but I, I, I can't say with a straight face that we deserve to win it either. Um, but look, it was a good run out, a lot of um, a lot of game time into legs that haven't featured for Tip too often, and a lot of game time in legs for lads with a lot of experience that haven't played in a while. So, um, all in all, it was a good enough run out. I know there's a bit of a meltdown on Premier View, as there always is when there's when there's a defeat, no matter what the opposition or what the performance is like. But, look, these, these are the games that we need to try these lads out and see where they're at. Yeah, that's that's fair enough, Enda. You're definitely not sounding the alarm bells there. Uh, Stephen, would you concur with... Ender's view was in maybe it could be a little bit one that got away, but we did t- definitely uh, get some games into lads and pro- probably got got some positives out of the game as well. Oh, definitely, yeah. I know. Look, I, I mentioned it before, and I know uh, Paddy O'Shea mentioned the Kerry lads, but tip tip supporters are animals. 
they're savage. It's like they want wins and they want, like I was thinking about, about it today, like we're under new management. We're, we're trying to, to blood new players, get them ready for championship. But yes, the supporters demand very high standards of, of, uh, of previous years. Like, you know, we're trying to replace Brendan Maher. We're trying to replace, replace Paddy Maher. We're looking for a new fullback. You know, we probably have a new cornerback coming in there. Thankfully, he's he's flying it at the moment. You know, like, but there's going to be there's going to be a lot of adjusting to the new style, of, new way of playing, the new management, the new mess. This, uh, you know, and just maybe maybe I've uh, a fault of mine has been always seeing the glass full. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of positives to come out of that that game the other day. The result obviously is disappointing, but. Shame he got. Uh, shame he got his first start. You know, Noel and, and John were back in, in into the action. Um, and as was mentioned earlier, like Jason Ford, if you wanted any man on the end of that ball that Jason Ford had at the end of the game, it'd be Jason Ford. You know, nine times out of ten he'd bury that, and if he went up practice, then now he'd do it with his eyes closed, and that's us walking away with a win. You know, and look, it's hard to it's, it's hard to be too critical. Um, after a one point defeat to Dublin, who are who are fairly strong now, and Tipperary trying out new lads and get ready for championship. So, look, I wouldn't be too downhearted, too disappointed. The result didn't go our way, but look, we have another big one down in um down on Welsh Park there at the weekend. So, hopefully they'll uh, they'll rise to the occasion and get us into the knockout stages of the league. Yeah, Colin, finally find yourself. Then I suppose. The two lads have been saying the all is definitely not lost and all that. Uh, we did build up the game on Premier View. We thought that Dublin would be a quite a fi- quite a physical team, you know. So so they definitely proved, you know, they look very well conditioned, very fit for this time of year. Would you be as positive as Enda and Stephen in your assessment of the game? Well, Kevin, I suppose I'm probably one of those animals that Paddy O'Shea spoke about and that you alluded to earlier on. Like I I I, I take defeat very hard and I I, I celebrate victory you know, for, for a long time. Um, so, and, and I have this thing in my head that we should be, you know, and this is probably this temporary arrogance that everybody speaks about, that we should be beating Dublin, you know, more than we than we should be losing to them. And, and Dublin have given us a lot of trouble in the league in the last 10 or 15 years. I remember going to Parnell Park a couple of years when we were all Ireland champions and getting turned over. So I wasn't too surprised that we were beaten on, on Saturday night. What I was slightly concerned about, though, was some of the stuff that we would have spoken about on the podcast before the Leash game, before the Kilkenny game, and what the lads would have spoken about last week, you know, this, the same bad traits almost came out. So what am I talking about there? I suppose I'm talking about there, you know, I, I mentioned a few weeks ago on here that we didn't really know who our goalkeeper was. We didn't really know who our full back was. We didn't really know who our centre back was. We didn't really know who our midfield was. We didn't really know who our centre forward was. And we didn't really know where our, who our full forward was. And we struggled in a number of those positions last Saturday night. You know, I thought Brian, Brian McGrath, who, who I and others <clears throat> would have called for to play fullback, I thought he struggled. I thought Ronan, or sorry, I thought Seamus Kennedy probably struggled. And I thought Ronan probably should have went in there. Midfield is very, very unsettled. We, we don't seem to know who our midfield is. Now, when Noel came in around there in, in, in the second half, he definitely improved things. Again, Jason looks like our centre our center forward probably had one of his poorer games, but we'll excuse him for that. He, you know, he, he, he's been very good up to now and, you know, and he, he, I don't think he scored from play. And then Shaney, as, as, as Endon mentioned earlier on, you know, first game back, probably his first full game since last August, 
you know, definitely struggled. It was, it was a five out of 10 for me on Saturday night. So I'd be a little bit worried about central positions and lads nailing down positions there. We still don't really know who our best lads are in their best positions. You know, I suppose from, from the management's point of view, you know, I'm not sure if they, if they, if they wanted to win the game or if they wanted to just leave lads, you know, on for as long as possible and see how they go. Because certainly at half time. I thought a couple of changes could have been made that, you know, if, if we were serious about winning the game, you know, I really thought at halftime, you know, without naming players, a few lads certainly could, could have come off, you know. Um, when, a couple of other things, I suppose, that, you know, our, our distribution, you know, not to single out Ronan, but again, you know, drove three or four very, very bad wides. And I'd like to say they're uncharacteristic wides, but they're actually becoming more of a feature of, of his game recently than, than, than I would have noticed before. And I even think back to the Waterford Championship game down in Cork last year. You know, we drove a lot of aimless ball into the full forward line that day as well. I saw a little bit of that um, creeping in again on, on, on Saturday night. So it was just a mention to one or two other players. I thought Robert Burns, who I know on Premier View gets a, a bit of a hard time. I thought he was I thought he played reasonably well on, on Saturday night. He got two points, if my memory uh, yeah. serves me correct. And, you know... I thought he did okay. He he's, he tends to get booked anytime I see him, and, and you know seems to be walking that that tightrope a lot. But you know I I, I thought he was re- played reasonably well. I thought Jake Morris as well was probably the best of our forwards when, when he got into it. He came out after half time like a man possessed, and for ten minutes there there was excellent. I think he probably just needs to back himself um, a little bit more. So look, maybe I'm maybe I'm sounding a little bit too negative. I suppose it's just just a counter counter some of what the lads have said, and I do accept. You know, it's the end of February. It is it is only the league, as we say. But, you know, I, I think I mentioned some weeks ago as well that the championship is coming very fast this year. You know, I'd like to have seen that winning momentum continue on Saturday night. You know, that's a defeat to Dublin. I'm not sure what, what way the league is working this year. Is there semifinals or, or, you know, are you straight to a final? But a victory over Dublin on, on, on Saturday night, I think, might have seen us into a semifinal, if there is semifinals, if that makes sense. And it would have been nice to have that extra tough competitive game coming into coming into coming into the championship so I was I was disappointed coming away on Saturday night I, I have to be honest with you yep thanks 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 for that comment uh, that's that's great and I'm going to go back to you you gave a good overview of the game as well just to maybe build on some of Colin's points there about the performance of players again probably like you know we had a very inexperienced full back line Carl Barrett kind of being, being withdrawn before, from the name team didn't help there as well Joe Brown was withdrawn in the for, in the forwards as well, but um, any specific players for you putting their hand up and bear in mind also we have a short turnaround before what is it now a make or break game versus Waterford in league terms at this weekend as well. Best off of the Dublin game, I can't I can't really I couldn't really earmark anyone to you that is new newish on the panel and they're really putting their hand up. Look, Craig Morgan has done very well in the two matches, three matches he's played now, and for a lad that wasn't even originally named. To be on the bench, he came in there last minute and he done he done reasonably well. He was a loose man for a lot of the game. He didn't have any man marking duties uh, due to the way uh, Dublin were playing themselves. Um, but he's look as far as I'm concerned, Barr a complete calamity. He's going to be in that full back line with Barrett and insert number three there. Um, Brian McGrath really really struggled for me. Just our worst nightmares were were. Um, were shown uh, against Dublin with that Ronan Hayes goal in the second half. That's always been the criticism of Brian, and that's always been the worry when he gets into into that fullback position. If he gets turned, he just doesn't have that turn of pace. 
to recover. Now, I know Ronan Hayes is a very, very quick lad and, you know, he's hard to stop when he gets a gallop up. But you, you, even at fullback, no, you just need that turn of pace. You need to be able to cover. And it, it was only further he was getting away from him. Brian wasn't exactly catching up to him either. He kind of gave up um, even when he was halfway to the goal. So, to be honest, I, I, I don't see Brian as a long-term fullback. I just don't think he has that presence. He doesn't have that... Oh, I, it's harsh to say he doesn't have that brain for it, but he just doesn't have the experience there um, at inter-county level. And I think he just has too much hurling, to be honest. He, he's a halfback, as far as I'm concerned. And we seem to be coming down with options for the halfback line because Owen Connolly in the other corner, he's not a cornerback either. Um, like, he done okay. I wouldn't say he got he got roasted or anything, but he had, he had a few tough moments with Fergal Whiteley in, in, um, in the corner there. He scored 1-1 one, one off him, I think. Um, but he's he's too big a lad. I think he's a central player. To, to be honest with you, I give Owen Connolly a go fullback. Um, I, I think he's just a big unit and he's a good hurler and he knows how to play that position. And we've seen him play there at underage for tip and he's he's a solid operator. I I I I prefer to see him in a central position. Going up the field, look midfield, it got completely wiped out. Uh, Chris Crummy and Connor Burke absolutely took over in that. In that area to feel for pretty much from the first minute on. Um, Alan Flynn, this is his third game in a row. Um, I'm a big fan of his now. I think he's a really good hurler, but like I actually don't remember him touching the ball um, in the whole match, and he wasn't taken off until the final ten minutes. Um, so his form is really worrying because management seemed to be eager to get him in there, but um, you can't really complain that he was he was taken off in the game. Um, in the forwards. Jason had a subdued game. In fairness, he's been he's been playing well for a long time for Tip. Whenever the big games come around, he tends to deliver. So you can forgive him, as Colin said, about having a quiet game. Uh, Jake Morris, probably one of the most positive um, aspects of the game. He seems to have built up a lot of size, even on last year when he he had come up a good bit in terms of his physicality. And he's just he's he's a really smart player, and when he's fit. He's going to have a fair shout of starting championship. He's been playing well in all the games so far. Um, Paul Flynn, he's not up to this level, I don't think. Very, very, very good club hurler. And one of Kildangan's best club hurlers. And you can understand why he's been given the opportunity. But I just don't think he has the pace for in the county. Um, he doesn't have the physical presence. Well able to take a score when he gets the chance. But I, I, I just don't think he's up to that level. Um, Connor Bow, I was impressed with coming on. Um, I think he's the reincarnation of Owen Kelly. I really do. I think he's he's going to be a class player for Tip if he stays fit and keeps the head down. Uh, I just have great time no for pressure, him. Connor. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> um, but look, he had a subdued uh, Fitzgibbon Cup. He was he was injured in the early rounds for UCC, so they're obviously trying to just build him back into it. But I'd expect him to get a start maybe against Waterford at the weekend. Um, I could see him starting championship if he gets a Gets a good couple of performances in the last two games and hopefully a league semi-final and thereafter. Um, obviously, the two McGraths coming on changed the game. If we wanted to win that game, we'd have started the two McGraths as far as I'm concerned. But obviously, Bonner, he knows what he's doing. He needs to he needs to find these players and see see what they're capable of because we've, we've had two or three years there where we've been playing off the same pack. Obviously, there were circumstances for that, but these are the games to be doing it now. You don't want to be experimenting with lads come championship 
Yeah, absolutely. And just before I bring Stephen back in there, you made some relevant points. Just to come back on one of Colin's points there. I think I can blame myself for the for the misinformation Russia Today style that there was no league semi-finals on last week's podcast. That's what happens when you get your information from uh, Wikipedia. Just looking at the GA Master Planner fix, fixture is I can confirm that there are. I hope that there are now anyway. So basically, again, my arithmetic would say that if we beat water for that weekend, that we're all but in taking one of those semi-final slots. Um, Enda mentioned earlier, earlier on, and because he is one of our, has been one of our marquee players over the last decade and more, Shamey Callan had a kind of a subdued reappearance, Stephen, um, in, you know, in, in this year's league campaign, I suppose, with his first start. Would you be at all concerned about that and maybe balanced by the introduction and the impact of Noel and John McGrath, two other experienced players? Um, no, I wouldn't be overly concerned because I think if you if you go back down the years, um, I don't mean it in an insult way, but Shamey's always been a terrible starter for us. You know, as in early, early, early in the season, he's all like, like we'd always be looking at him. You know, is, is he fit? Is he's touched there? And then come the hard ground, then Shamey Cannon come alive. You know, like uh, on his introduction of, uh, against Kilkenny, he had a couple of chances there, and it was. GC nearly he he nearly I think it was a good block or or a, it was a good block. It wasn't the same. I think the, the player the full back might have got a block, but he could have had a goal. You know, I wouldn't be too worried about um, about Shamey in championship on the appearance of the weekend. You know, I think just getting game time into him now. Like Shamey's Shamey's um thirty two or three now. We want Shamey now on a on a slow trajectory to full fitness come summertime. Like you know. What, especially what he's been doing the last few years, like he's kind of changed his game a small bit. That he's just he's like a man that don't care about scoring anymore. That he's going to work his socks off for the lads around him. You know, we see him tracking back numerous times, getting hooks and blocks and putting pressure on lads that are fifty yards away. I think his game has changed a small bit from like I don't think obviously age is a factor, but I don't think we'll see a shame of two thousand and sixteen again. You know, but what we'll see is um, to use. I suppose an example, a type, a Declan Ryan type person who, who, others around him will flourish because of him. That's what yeah, I think. I mean, we'll just be to come into a little bit more concerned because you know I think he was gassed in the the Waterford game last year despite scoring two goals in the first half. Um, I think the game the tip played that day, you know, with him kind of chasing ball into corner didn't didn't help. So um, I take all that you're saying, but I also think that you know this year the championship is so compressed that I would have hoped. That he would have shown a bit more, but you know, if he gets to start again this weekend, it's another it's another chance and opportunity. And maybe Stephen, just to come back to you there. Do you see him as a starter for tip, or do you see him more as an impact sub over the um, summer, and summer and fall in April and May this year as well? So, where where I see Shamey now is look, maybe rightly or wrongly, I, I think he's credit in the bank. Um, I don't think any of the other forwards, many of the other forwards that came in, especially with Bubbles injured, that have. Come in and saying, "Look, I can finally replace Shamey." You know, I, I don't like Marky Ho. I don't think has done the job yet. Like Paul Flynn, as was touched on earlier, he struggled. Whereas, as I said, Shamey has credit in the bank, and I think to be worried about Shamey after one game, we're, we're probably get probably over worried. You know, and where I'd be a little bit worried, maybe first round of the championship if he if he's not ready to go by then. Then I think we'll have a, we have a serious worry on our hands, you know. Um, that, was, so. that was a feature of the game the other night as well. The ball being played in was absolutely atrocious. Um, 
Paddy Smith was in front of the in front of Shamey um, for most of the game, and he absolutely mopped up ball. Our tips used to the ball was it was it was pretty pretty atrocious. And to be honest, they seem to be going away from the way they were playing the opening two games, playing the ball through the hands. They seem to be. I think I think I counted three sharp puckouts the whole match, um, and they weren't trying to play through the lines like they were against Leash and Kenny. Um, it seemed to be uh, more averting to type, maybe because Shamey was in there. Now I don't I don't know what the logic was, but do you think any of that was because the Dublin pressure that maybe the, again we mentioned the physicality in both the preview and in our assessment so far? Do you think it was a reversion to type under pressure? There was a there was a, a bit of that, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But even when Tip weren't under pressure, the deliveries in were just they were terrible. There was a couple of balls there, even one in the first half, Paddy Cadell was in acres of space in midfield, looked up and he hit Paddy Smith with the ball straight into his paw. So it's just we have to learn how to get past that sort of a sort of system. Um Dub, Dublin weren't allowing sharp hookouts um because they wanted the ball to go along because they had Paddy Smith back there. So you just have to be a bit cuter, like. Yeah, and we don't have a we don't have a long turnaround now because we're in action again against for some of us, you know, I'm looking at Carrick and Clonmel and there's a noisy noisy neighbours there now. So it's a big local derby, I suppose. Every game for Tip Ireland is almost a local derby of some sort. Colin, it's you know, it's a very important game now this weekend versus Waterford, a team that are, you know, seen as the the closest team to Limerick or War scene before maybe Cork's uh resurgence over over this year. Uh, how do you see the game at the weekend going? What's your first thoughts on it? Well, look, my first thoughts on it are, you know, it's, it's, it's very much a dress rehearsal for the game in April in the championship that we're going to have down there. And you're, you're wondering, will there be a bit of shadow boxing or whatever going on? The point I was making about the Dublin game was if we had beaten Dublin, we would have probably had qualified for a league semi-final. And it might have taken a little bit of the pressure off of this game if, if that's what the management want is to have a good crack at the league. And I don't see why you wouldn't want to be winning a league title. You know, I often use the soccer analogy. Like, you know, you hear people say clubs like Liverpool are about winning trophies. Well, to me, Tipperary is about winning trophies. And if there's a league title up for grabs, you go for it. So, you know, th- that's what I was a little bit disappointed about. On, sa- on Saturday evening, I thought, here's a chance to qualify. and We haven't really taken it. So it adds a little, a little bit of extra pressure to, 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 to Sunday's game. I suppose from, a, from the team point of view, you know, do, do we do we take this opportunity now to bring back in the two McGraths, you know, back in? Maybe Noel might come into midfield. Does Barry Heflin come back into the team? Do we look at Quigley back full back again? You know, or, or is Brian McGrath experiment going to have another go? It'd probably be a little bit harsh to judge him just on one game uh, last Saturday night in Thurles. Obviously, our goalkeeping position as well. Is it which which of the, which of the Hogan's it's going to be? You know, we 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 spoke about this a few weeks ago as well. We we were a little bit unsure. I'm still no sure now. You know, which of them we go to? I suppose you know, sport is funny in the sense that Waterford were a great save away from their goalkeeper above an Antrim last Sunday to, to lose in an Antrim. We were a Jason Ford fumble away from beating Dublin last Saturday night. You know, and maybe the conversation would be slightly different, and maybe an old cynic and pessimist like me would be, you know, a little bit more optimistic today if, if, if Jason had taken that chance at the end. But, you know, Watch Park is a very difficult place to go to. You know, us South lads in particular would be very familiar with going down there to games. It's, it's a hard place to go. Nothing is going to be easy. You've got the Liam Cal factor. Waterford are enjoying 
I suppose for them a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of an era of supremacy over us. You know, I always say <laughs> in jest and in seriousness, they'll probably beat us once or twice every 10 years in the championship. They, they, they got that last year. I'm sure they'd like to follow it up with a league victory over us this year as well. So, you know, this, this is, this is a big test for tip. It's a big test for any team to go down there. I mean, in fairness to Waterford, they, they were the second best team in the country last year. You know, we were some way down the rankings in that. So, you know, a, a big test. Does Bonner continue to experiment a little bit? Does he get closer to his full team? We still haven't seen uh, Bonner Marr, the other Bonner on, in, in the equation. You know, does does he get a run? I, I was reading someplace, it may have been on, on Premier View, that, you know, he was struggling. I'm not sure if that's with injury or with form. But again, he's another guy you'd like to see coming in. But just to touch back on the Callanan point, because I, I was actually just thinking about this yesterday. I mean, Shami Callan is playing senior hurling for Tipperary, if I'm not mistaken, since 2008. I remember him scoring a great goal down on the Gaelic grounds against Clare in a Munster final. Like, if my maths are right, that's 14 years ago. You know, 14 years is a long, long time to be to be playing senior hurling. You know, inter-county top-level sport. You know, I suppose to reiterate what what some of the boys have said there, it, it is a lot to expect Shami to to be a starter this year and to be our go-to forward and we probably need some of our other forwards now to step up and, and grab the mat grab that mantle you know I, i'm i'm heartened to hear that the second owen kelly is is coming in, in connor bow i'm delighted to hear that this evening and, and, I, and i hope obviously that that's right but one of the statistics that sort of stuck in my head coming away from from thurless on saturday night and i think it's we really have to be improved upon down in walsh park i think our, our starting forward line scored five points um, from play between them. I think Jake got three. Paul Flynn got a very good score actually at the start of the game and Mikey Breen got a score. Yeah. You know, that, that 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 would worry me a little bit as well, Kevin. You know, five points. I don't know what the boys think about that, but five points from play is, you know, it's... it's yeah, including Jason, as I said, who has been our go-to man in the league, um, being, being held scoreless or not, not scoring from play. Um, Stephen, again, back to you. You know, as a Carrick man, you'd have, on the border there, you'd have good familiarity with Waterford. They seem to be still a team on the up, Liam Cal with the declaration of intent, turning down or tip or or whatever was the situation there about the specifics. Um, your your thoughts on the game? Um, I suppose from a temporary point of view, where I'd be um a little bit not lax but easy going on the results. The uh, the lack of intensity from the most part of the Kenny game and the, and the Dublin game. I think it was after after the Dublin goal, Tip rightly started up in the intensity. You know, like the Dublin didn't score for about fifteen minutes. I think afterwards, but like I'm not, I wouldn't be too pushed about winning the national league if we're if we're trying to find players for championship. But what I'd be looking for Sunday now is, can we bring even with new players? Can we bring a championship intensity, a championship pace to a to a very important a very important league game. Like if we lose this weekend, we're uh, I, um, we're away to Antrim, I think, is it? And uh, like you'd fancy Antrim to beat Leash, unless that result is after happening already, and I'm it's gone out of my mind. But you know that'll be that'll put Antrim two points behind Tipperary, with Tipperary to go to Antrim. You know, you don't want that happening because that puts question mark and puts doubt, and you know it puts talk. Like I'd like to see, regardless of the result, I suppose. I, I want to see savage intensity intensity now and now because if lads are going to play and stake a claim, it's all well and good putting balls over the bar 
on a on a on a, a basically a a, a a challenge match if you want to call some of the performances the last in the last few league games. But we have to have players now that, especially new lads, who can do the business with a in a higher level of intensity. You know, Let's say for that, a moment, and I'm sure he is. Colin Bonner's listening here, eating his cornflakes or whatever on the Wednesday morning, or out for a jog. You've mentioned intensity. What's your key message now for Colin? I suppose ahead of ahead of game against Waterford. What would you like to see? Is there any players? Is there any facets that go back to the style of the first two games? Intensity. Well, to be honest, I, I'm not a great fan of the sweeper, so that's the Kilkenny game kind of. Look, the result is great and all that, but I'm not a great fan of the sweeper. I think you can, you can play that's that little bit of hurling that they were playing. Some of the scores are brilliant, but I don't think you have to go all out sweeper. I didn't. I don't like it. But if that's how the, if that's how they're going, great. But what they have to do when they're going down that route then is that ball into the forward line has to be proper. The forwards have to be moving properly because if you're playing a sweeper, you're asking inadvertently the other team has a sweeper. So you're asking four, five. You're asking five forwards to beat six backs. Now that's not going to happen if you're giving in crap ball to the forward line or if the forward line is not moving. So, look, if that's the route we're going to go down, that, that part of the game has to change. Um, I think we need to see, can the new lads up the intensity levels now? Can they meet fire with fire now? Because like, Watford, Watford is going to be, they're not going to want to get bet in their own backyard. And they're, you know, it is a poor enough performance from him. You know, they nearly got pit by by um by Antrim there last week only only for a brilliant save. So you'd be thinking Cal's not going to be happy with that. You know, and plus there's there's the tip factor with Liam Cal. So he's going to want to go out and beat his own. Absolutely. As well. you know, they're going to want to beat Rarely does a Liam Cal team put two back to back poor performances is what I have in my mind. And there may be a, a similar question to yourself, but I face it. When when you get the text or or see it on, on Twitter for the team now on, on Thursday or Friday evening. Um, who would you most like to see there from Tipperary? You mentioned that there was eight teams from the Kilkenny to the Dublin game. Who do you most want to see? Is it Sue McGrath starting? Is it young players given again? Yeah, I'd, I'd expect Sue McGrath to come in anyway, at a minimum. Probably Noel, probably go into midfield, I'd say, and John up full forward, maybe. Um, I think, look, if we lose this game, we're more or less out of the semi final uh, shake up, and then we've Antrim and then we've Championship. That's our, they're our last games. So, as far as I'm concerned, they're going to have to start trying to get towards a championship team to some extent. Now, obviously, we don't want to be putting the full team out um, at the weekend, but maybe maybe like a, a 10 or 11 of what they have in mind. Um, you're expecting two McGraths to come in. Um, I'd like to see Barrett back there. Um, probably put James Quigley back with Craig Morgan in the other corner as well, just to try and solidify that full-back line. Because it, it was... It was okay. It was good in the first two matches, I thought. And I, I think Quigley is just a better option back there. I'd like to see Connor Ball starting. Um, maybe Mark Kiot come back in. Um, I, 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 I give Paddy Cadell the benefit of the doubt. That was his first start for Tip in a good while. Um, I, I'd be putting him in with Noel. Um, I, I, just, I want Ronan back centre-back. Wing back, he's too prone to be taking on those shots. If he's sitting in the pocket as the centre-back, I think we get much more out of him. And we get that added benefit of him protecting the full-back line as well. I just think he's he's a much smarter... Like, I, I, I'm i a big fan of Seamus Kennedy. I think he's a very good hurler. But 
I prefer to see him on the wing and Ronan centre back. I think Ronan uses the ball better. And if he's not more entitled, he's not more inclined to go for shots than if he's deeper in the foot in the back line. Um, Robert Byrne, in fairness to him, I, I'm, not, I'm not his biggest fan. I've, I've said it here before. Look, coming on, those two scores he got, that's a trademark of his game. Anyone that sees him playing for Porto knows that's what he's good at. But I just don't think he's the mobility or the physicality or the presence to be in that half-back line. Um, maybe they'll give him another go now. I'd love to see him to continue to play well. But um, we need to be getting towards some sort of a championship team. And I, I think Bonner knows that himself if they lose. It's Antrim and then you have Watford again and Walsh Park in a few in the month's time. So we should be putting out a strong team, I think. Yeah, exactly. Fair, fair enough. And that's a fairly good preview of that game. Hopefully we'll be back here next Monday night, you know, looking forward to the league semi-final and after a good win in Walsh Park. Central Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from €100 Euro include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies and open day tickets. Show your support. Visit mystadiumseat.com. Sample Stadium, where every name matters. There was a lot of other action over the weekend. Uh, Colin, just come to you. Obviously, the the biggest, I suppose, mini surprise in the league so far would be Wexford. Wexford topping Group 1A. And maybe, I suppose, not, not to be outdone by Cork with a sterling performance against Limerick. Yeah, look, I mean, I suppose... There's been no hangover from Davy Fitzgerald in Wexford, that's for sure. You know, Dara Egan has come in there and fair play to him. He's done a, he's done a, a fantastic job. Um, Wexford are, are, are going well. I've actually seen a couple of their games on TV and I, I have been impressed by them. They've, you know, Connor there in the middle of the field is a super player and, and they're doing this without, without um, Chain and a few other guys, like, you know, Lee Chain and a few, a few of their regular starters. So, you know, I, th- I think Dara Egan has probably been the GAA manager of the month for February. If, if you look... If you look at, at, at the performances now, Wexford can be a little bit of a streaky team. You know, they, they can they can flatter to deceive down through the years. They can have good league performances and then come out in the championship and and not do it. And you know, Leinster Leinster has become as much of a minefield now as Munster is. You've got Galway, you've got Dublin, you've got Kilkenny. You know, there, there's there's four teams you know vying to get out of there as well. Really now at this stage, so. You know, it's 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 or five teams even. There's no there's no gimmies in Leinster anymore either. So you know, but you know, hats off to Darregan. He's he's done a very, he's done a good job. I, I I read and heard Liam Sheedy sp- speak in glowing terms about him after the game on Sunday as well. You know, he he's very much very much a fan of, of Dara's. And look, you know, I, I think certain people in Tipperary seem to have a a reluctance to 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 support Dara maybe. For the management when 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 Sheedy went. I just got the, the, the feeling from Premier View and just from speaking to people around the place that they didn't feel that Dara was ready to, to manage Tipperary. Well, if, if he wasn't ready, you know, six months ago to do it, he's certainly doing a good audition now for, for a future Tipperary manager's job. So fair play to him. I suppose on the you mentioned the Cork and, and the Cork and Limerick game. Um I mean look Cork Cork probably needed that victory a lot more than Limerick did. They needed to bury a few ghosts from 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 last year and previous years because they they've been very much under the cosh from from Limerick the last few years. I was I won't say I was disappointed, but you know I was I suppose delighted to see how bad Limerick were in the first half. I I thought they didn't play well. Cork were really motoring well in the first half, 
um, and and you know they 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 took their chance as well, and you know maybe we we saw a little bit of aggression coming through in, the, in some of the Limerick play in that game as well. You know, I don't want to say dirt, but you know there was uncontrolled aggression. Might yeah, well, or maybe uncontrolled aggression. Maybe Kevin, I don't know. It was it was you know some of it was some of it was 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 very I suppose playing on the edge. Is that what they, is that what they call it now? But. You know, in fairness to Cork, they, they 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 answered some questions there on Sunday, and you know, Cork, Cork, Cork. You know, the saying is Cork or Cork, but that's kind of gone now. It's so long since Cork have won anything. I think they needed, they really needed to lay down a marker last Sunday, and a, a little bit what what Enda was saying there. I think about maybe Tipperary next Sunday. You know, laying down a marker. I think Cork laid down a marker. They went to Limerick, they took on the All Ireland champions in their own backyard. They matched the fire that was in Limerick with their own fire and they out hurled them for most of the game and came away with a good victory. So I, I was, I was quite impressed with Cork and, and young Joyce there, who's come up from the under twenties, looks like a fine hurler, you know, and, and you saw um, Lahan back as well and playing very well. So I, I would say for, for both Wexford and Cork, a, a lot to be encouraged with last Sunday. Good. And Stephen, I know you're heading off training there in a minute. So just maybe a word on your John Kiley and, you, you know, uh, Limerick are now out of, out, of, out of contention in the league. Um, any alarm bells ringing for you or are you just going to build, build now for championship? And um, I suppose regarding Limerick, not so much alarm bells, but I mentioned this a few, pod, uh, a few podcasts ago that every defeat that they take in the league, even if they're at a different stage of, of fitness and everyone else, it, it, it puts a little chink in the armour, creates a little bit of doubt in, in the mind. And what it does, it gives the other teams everyone else a belief because Limerick were put on a pedestal there no don't get me wrong great team brilliant team but they were put on a pedestal in throughout these uncertain times that we've been in the last two or three years as the greatest hurling team of all time and you know it's just kind of nauseating for a long time um, I'd say you'd be hard you'd be hard pressed to, to compare them to the Kilkenny team from 2007 to however long they were going to go for for that Kilkenny team to lose three league games on the shot like this, you know, it just tells every other team they're not, they're not immortal. You know, they can be bet. And the more doubt we put in Limerick, the more confidence other teams give themselves should make for a really, really good championship, a good year of championship hurling. Bit Sorry, of pressure on going into championship. Great, thanks a million to all the, for the contributions. We're just going to look very briefly now at the football. And uh, were you one of the hardy souls that stayed on for the Tipperary? But was a appearance him a good win versus Sligo? No, I was, I was I was absolutely Baltic. I had to get out of there. But I saw the highlights on the Sunday game, and mm. look, it, you're not concerned about the performance, even though by all accounts it was much improved. Some would argue that it couldn't have got any worse, really. But just the win, the win was vital. They just needed to get some sort of a win under the belt, and. I was looking at the table after, and there was all doom and gloom. They're still in the in the shake up to get promotion. Now it's it's uh, London losing to Wexford was a was a positive result. I think it makes the table look a bit more tight. Um, but look, I I only saw the highlights as I say. But look, any sort but of a win. To be honest, I got most of the game from the dulcet tones of um, Ronan Quirk on Tip FM. So <laughs> you know, it sounded like a good, exciting game. Fair play, as I said, it was absolutely freezing up there. So fair play to those who um. Stayed up, seemed to be a good comma commercials contingent there, kind of 
started and, and brought onto the game as well. So I think it is a case of onwards and upwards. Um, would, it not, would, would it not have made more sense to have the games the other way around? Uh, I think they were concerned about the pitch, the condition of the pitch. So the football I, I, I was walking across the pitch at the end of the hurling and it was, it was perfect. Hmm. Absolutely perfect. Um, but it's a pity to see like people leaving during, well, leaving before there's another a football game on, like people going out in their droves. I don't know how many were left. Maybe Colin was at, were you Colin? Yeah, look, 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 there wasn't many left is, is the answer to that, lads, you know. But like that, that doesn't matter. I mean, well, look, it does matter. But I mean, look, the result and the performance was much more important. And in fairness, like to tip on Saturday night, the stuff that, that had been, I suppose, most troublesome for, for any of us following the football in the last while, you know, the turnovers, the tackling, the intensity, that word that, that, that Stephen used earlier on in relation to the hurling, that wasn't there. And, and in fairness, it, it, it was back with a bang on Saturday night and they were full value for their victory. And don't forget, Sligo were unbeaten up to this game. Do you know what I mean? And we'd lost to Leitrim by eight points a couple of weeks ago and our, our energy level was much, much better. It was up a good few notches right from the very start. You know, our turnover mistake count was reduced. Our tackle count was up. Our discipline was better. The freeze that we were giving away were down. And, and the, most, the, the most heartening thing for me was the transition from the defence into the attack was, was, was a lot better. It was a lot quicker. So things were a lot more positive. And, you know, a couple of players put their hands up. Um, Michael O'Reilly from, from commercials, I, I thought was very good in goal, Kevin. He, he made two very good saves. And whether it was that, you know, there wasn't that many people left in the stadium, but he seemed to me to be very vocal and, very encouraging of, of, of his players. Our backs were good. With a new with a new midfield pairing, Paddy Fian was there, but he seemed to take a bad knock and and might be out for the rest of the league, from, from what I can hear. Mikey O'Shea from Mullinahone was very good in the forwards. So you know there was a lot more about us, you know. Um, and and I suppose in comparison to, to the hurlers, we had a, a, a bit of a better spread across our forward line. So look, it's a long time since we've played that well. In front of supporters, anyway. I, I the last game I, I saw them play that well was in the Munster final in, in 2020, and, and I, I only saw that on TV. So the challenge now is to take that momentum to Cavan next weekend and keep things going. And you know, fair play to them. Good to see heart on, you know, heart and 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 attitude right last Sunday. And fair play to David Power and his management team because they have been getting a bit of stick. They've got stick here, you know. So I think, in fairness, you know, they've whatever they've done in the last few weeks they have improved things. And I'd actually, I, I had heard from somebody that they'd played Longford in a challenge game a couple of weeks ago and had beaten Longford quite well. And, and you know, I know it's a, it's a famous old GA one, but, you know, training has been going pretty well. So, you know, I, I think this performance, while it might have been a surprise to a lot of us, it might not have been a, as big of a shock to the players and the management. I think they knew this was in them. But now they've got to follow it up, go down to Wexford on Sunday. That rearranged game is on this Sunday, I think. They've got to go down there now on Sunday and win. And as Enda said, the table doesn't look quite... If we can win on Sunday, the table doesn't look quite as bad because, you know, we've said all along about this Division Four football, there's not much between any of the teams, you know, and all the teams will continue, I think, to beat each other. So let's see where we are at the end of the league and then, and, and then maybe we can have a more informed discussion about where we're at. Absolutely great. I just thank you all for your contributions there, folks. And hopefully, um, you know, good, good win for uh, the just, again. I'll just uh, touch on in the football there for one second because yeah. I've been a critic there the last few weeks. I've questioned the management. And, you know, when uh, we spoke about Connor Sweeney having to throw a few F bombs into his, 
in, into his players there. I think I want to say the Hearties stood. Congratulations on the result, and I'm delighted for them. They got a positive result. Um, look, like I wasn't going, I wasn't, I wasn't going to leave this podcast without touching on it because I can't criticize them, you know, and then and then shut me mouth them when they when they do well. So I'd like to congratulate them on the on the result. Hopefully, going down to Wexford for the rearranged fixture, they can uh, get another positive result because, you know, it it. it these things can turn very, very quickly and a couple of good results there now and uh, momentum, as they say, rolling. I teed that up Absolutely. nicely for you, Stephen, really, didn't I? Sorry? I teed that up nicely for you. Show your supports. Visit mystadiumseat.com. Simple Stadium, where every name matters. <laughs> a, big, a big weekend for Tipperary GA, as they all are. I think so. Again, t- thanks all folks. I uh, believe we'll it there. We'll pick it up next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.